is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of The Break. We are here. Derek is not, but we got a lot of stuff to talk about. How are you guys doing? Happy belated birthday, by the way. Thank you. I don't like it, but thank you. Well, I hope it was good, regardless of how you felt we about it. We got birthday week around here. Yeah, a lot of December babies here. Yours is coming up. Yeah. Mickey. Mickey. Brought Brian. Us, brought us still his Derek. birthday. He's still, still his birthday. <laughs> He's across town, but still his birthday. Have to reach out to him. Yep. And then Derek. Oh, yeah. Ah, he's back. He's toward <laughs> New Year's, though. Yep. All right. Well, we, we got some things to talk about. The first thing is this uh, three kickers, right? Three of them that are coming back for a tryout. I believe there's two guys that were here from last week's tryout that the guys decided not to sign any of them, but now brought back two of them plus another guy. Yeah. What are we hearing about these three kickers? Well, the b- out the today? big one is Kai Forbath because he's been around for a long time. Um, he's been, you know, he's I think he's played like 80 games going all the way back to 2011, which was a weird year because we had a training camp. We had five kickers on the team in, in, in 2011. He was one of them. He was injured. Another one was this rookie named Dan Bailey. They ended up going with him. That worked out. But Forbath has been around, you know, and he, but his issue is missing extra points. I was going to say, tell me on the air the stat you told me this morning. 12 missed extra points in his career. Yikes. He's missed one. He played one game this year with the Patriots. They brought him in, he made a field goal, 23 yards, and then missed an extra point cut. So, you know, Maher, as, as bad as it's been, he hasn't missed extra points. I mean, that's where we're at right now. That's where we're at. That's where we're but at. But right the now. guy that they're trying to sign is has missed extra points. Another guy's that brought in Nick Rose, who's and played. Nick Rose, who went to Texas, who's spent a little bit of time in the league. I think he's got 14 career attempts. Yeah. Uh, Tristan Vizcaino. I, I'll if they sign him, I'll figure out how to say his name. I don't. I haven't heard anything. He's just a big. They brought him in last week. Power leg from. University of Washington. He's never kicked in a game. That's I just I looked up his stats when they worked him out the first time, and he went twelve of twenty in his final season at Washington. Which I think I think the reason why he gets um, like to go to training camp because he's been to two camps is because he can kick and punt. Yeah, maybe not either one of them well, but he does both, and that's a perfect guy you want at camp. Can I just bluntly ask you how you feel about this? So. You know Maher misses from forty-two on Thursday night. Uh, I mean, Mo, I mean, we said on Friday like that should probably be the last straw. Like yeah. he, he hasn't been performing very well. They haven't done anything. They have another kicker workout today, and I, I mean, it's only Monday. The players are off. There's not a lot going on right now, so they could make a move. But I'm just perplexed at this whole process. Yeah, it's it. Obviously, the guys on the street. I mean, think about it. If they cut Maher. There's three other teams that might have to sign a kicker, and I guarantee you, Maher's going to be like at the top of the list of yeah. like, oh, we got to go. You know, he's out there. It's just like it's just right there of like four. There's probably 15 guys that are about a 
miss or two away from getting cut. And that's just it's just the cycle that rotates through. Like they're not any better. I mean, Nick Folk's a great example. In 2009, he made the Pro Bowl in 07 as a rookie. By 09, he was struggling, missed a kick in New Orleans, cut, gone. He's still kicking today. I mean, ten years later, it, Maher will still have a career. He'll just be in that that mode. But it's just as of right now, it's like you got to get somebody different. Anybody it, but him, I think. It just reminds me of like you know, you're, you do you online shop? Do you online shop? Yeah, I yeah. online shop yes. exclusively. Like you've seen the pile of packages <laughs> at my desk. Yeah. And like you know, like when you want something, you're a little iffy about the price or like how much you want it, and you just like let it sit in your cart for like you'll just leave it there for like days. You know, you're like, yeah, I really want that, but ugh, I wish it was thirty nine ninety nine instead of sixty bucks. You know, or whatever. And I'll I'll just let it sit in my cart. I'll leave the tab open on my browser for like three days at a time, and it's like. I either want it or I don't. Like either buy it or close it out, and you're just you're just kidding yourself so by letting could it you sit not there. Sign somebody, one of these kickers, bring it in, just keep Maher and cut somebody else. You know, There's some there are a couple not, of guys on the roster that you could cut. You're not the first person mm-hmm. that suggested that to me, which I mean that's not conventional NFL roster building. Yeah. Because you only have fifty three spots. But I mean I don't necessarily disagree with you. Like they kept two quarter, two backup quarterbacks last year. You know, I mean, different position. These, you could put one on the practice squad. You could, like, not four well, bath. Four bath wouldn't be eligible. No, yeah, but one of those other guys, maybe on the practice. Well, squad. I, I know because, like, I need this guy for a game, don't I? Like, what if? I and that's that's my point. That was my analogy. Is like you're either done with Maher or you're not, and like you like just make the decision that. You're switching, or there's three weeks left, and you don't feel oh. confident that these guys are better. Like, it but, just seems so wishy-washy to me. Like okay. Maher's here all through the weekend, and then on Monday, it's like, well, uh, let's take another look at these guys that we didn't like last let, week. Let me ask you about your analogy. Is it m- mostly clothes? Uh shoes, clothes, because, uh, stuff for my apartment. I don't because know. Because usually, when it comes to that, it's like it looks good, but. How's it gonna feel and how's it gonna fit? And yeah. that's, that's the issue you have. Yeah, that's, what that's a good point. That's what you're talking about. I thought you were talking about that analogy for the kicker you're gonna bring in. You're kind of talking about it's just ma- it's make a move. Or either not. way, like decide that this is something you want or or don't. And on like I'm not gonna kill you either way because I'm not convinced that these guys are yeah astoundingly better. I like bringing the guy in for the week, letting him kick, because you know what's going to happen. You know Maher will never miss at all in practice. Yeah. Like, like with this other guy sitting here taking some of the kicks, like Maher's just going to drill like 68 yarders. But even still, like, I don't, like, what does that decision process look like? Like, let's say they sign Kai Forbath today, and we don't know that they will, just hy- hypothetical. And you let him practice all week, and then you cut one of them on Friday, or do you make one of them inactive and... Yeah, carry them both in the I game. Like I mean, the what are you? Squad analogy, not not the roster. If you're gonna do Kai Forbath, then bye. See him. <laughs> I would love to see the Cowboys handle this like a college team, and like you know, have them both on the roster, and Maher can take the six, the fifty-five and up, and Forbath can take the you know forty-five and in. I mean, like I said, it's oh, not con- it doesn't follow conventional wisdom. But I'm sitting here, I'm thinking like, okay. I don't want to single anybody out, but like we know that there are guys on this team that do nothing on game day and haven't most of the season. I mean, you have your inactives that are inactive week after week. And I know you feel good about like Joe Jackson. I like obviously you feel good about him. He played well in training camp. You think he can develop, but 
it, like the you know you're trying to reverse course and you know get some positive steam going for the playoffs. I mean, be more useful than a guy that you just know is going to be a healthy scratch. Is it going to matter? No. I mean, because you no. I mean, <laughs> just because you know the Rams. You knew the Rams were going to turn this thing around. By the time they played you, it's like they're going to be a good good team. Like like yeah, they've had some struggles. They got beat bad at home. They got it figured out. They're playing well. They're a win out of a wild card spot right now. I mean, Minnesota's doing their thing. They'd have to. They got to catch Minnesota. But if Minnesota were to lose and they were to win, then all of a sudden they're the sixth seed in the playoffs. I mean, did you see how they were how they were rushing the passer last night? Like yeah. Russell Wilson, it, it was like one, two, three, get rid of the ball. Like yeah. it was, they were collapsing him. And I know that this offensive line has played well at times, but um, you know, as one of the starters just walked by, but. Huh. No, it doesn't matter. They're gonna have their hands, you know, absolutely. Because the last time they played the Rams, Zeke got 50 yards rushing, and I mean, it was a problem. And so Aaron Donald still seems like he's the best in the league. We were joking on Cover Four this morning. Like I was just getting buried in tweets from people last night that were like, "Well, this is gonna be a demolition." Like this is, and I don't know. It it never plays out no. that way. Like in the NFL, maybe in college, but like in the NFL, it's never like, well. The Rams look really good and the Cowboys look really bad, so it's going to be 45-10. Like, that hardly ever comes to pass. But it does look like it's going to be a heck of a challenge. Did you ever say the word strange lady yesterday? Because um, I did. I and and didn't, I can tell you the game that. Which one? It, like, it was it definitely. Uh, well, you can say the Saints and the 49ers with these two great defenses. Yeah, two great defenses. And it's, yeah. But to me, to me, the strange lady one was, was uh, Denver. And oh Houston, God! Houston yeah. had just beaten the, the Patriots at home, and next thing I know, it's thirty-eight-three Denver yep. at Houston. I'm like, with a rookie quarterback starting, what? strange lady. So about just when you think Pittsburgh is like, Pittsburgh is eight and five yeah. with their with a guy named Duck, who's like their fourth option at quarterback. It's yeah, you're not wrong. Mm. Which. And please don't roll your eyes too hard at me, but like that's why, like you can't rule out the possibility that the Cowboys will play really well in this game. I know it doesn't seem likely based on what we've seen the last three weeks, but it is a strange lady. Strange All right. Well, we talked about the kicker and that position. It's still uh, to be determined. We'll see what happens. What what kind of decisions the Cowboys decide to make in the which, few days? J- which, I mean, if they make a move, they'll have to announce something. But like, yeah. Jason Garrett's not talking to the media today, and everybody's off tomorrow, so we won't have a chance to pick his brain about that until Wednesday morning. But well, if I mean, if they were to make a roster move, we would hear about it well, for no. sure. And needless to say, that's not like it's going to fix all the Cowboys' problem. I mean, yes, it's going to fix something, but at the same time, there there are a lot bigger things going around the team. And one of them being that it's going all through social media and people really questioning whether this roster is or not a talented team that we were talking about during training camp, and we were praising how much talent there was, and now there is a whole conversation between coaching and whether it's talented or not. So let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll dive into that whole conversation. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. 
Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Whether you're into being a part of this or more into something like this, SeatGeek has the tickets to the events you love. It's the easiest way to find, buy, and sell tickets. Plus, with their deal score technology, they'll recommend the best seats in the house at the best value. So the next time you're craving this, download the SeatGeek app and let's go. SeatGeek. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Ready? Okay. Give me an S. S. Give me an O. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Back to the break. All right, welcome back. Now, one of the most current debates happening around this Cowboys team is, aside from coaching and the whole thing, is... (laughs) (laughs) Aside from that Aside from that whole thing. Which is like the dominant storyline of the month. (laughs) Right. But there's also another storyline that's coming out, and it's, is this Cowboys roster as talented as we have been talking about since the beginning of training camp? I wanted to get your thoughts on this whole conversation and what you really think of whether or not this Cowboys team is talented. Okay, I think... I mean, I think... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, I just... You guys know my stance on this because I've been saying it. I mean, you say it's a current debate. I mean, I've been trying to debate it for a while after the Jets game. You You have been mentioning. You know, the Jets are one game behind the Cowboys. Just are they really? They're five and nine. They're They're five, five and eight, five and eight. Oh my god! So (laughs) it all it all's making sense now. When you put it into perspective, here's the thing. I think you framed it in a really interesting way. Like, are they as talented as we said they are at training camp? And the answer is no, because at training camp, it was this is the most talented team since the 90s and yada, yada, yada. And it was predicated on a lot of stuff happening, right? Like Malik Collins, he's going to be this he's gonna be this badass pass rushing defensive tackle. And, and he's been good for whatever that's worth. Not as crazy yeah. as we thought he'd be. Xavier Woods was a guy we thought would make this crazy jump into being, a you know, maybe not elite, but a really solid starter. Hasn't happened. Cheeto Wuzie hasn't happened. Uh, Travis Frederick, he's going to get back to playing at that freakish all-pro level. Hasn't happened. So those don't leave out the two linebackers because we thought of they course, were oh, yeah. of take course, it to the next level. Of course, they did. And I left them out on purpose just oh. because. But my point, I still think those are talented guys. Yeah, and that's that's kind of I got into this argument with Clarence Hill on Twitter last night. Is like, don't tell me they're not a talented team. They have talent. I mean, I can go down the line. Like they're dealing with injuries, and that's not an excuse. Like the offensive line is talented. We know they are. 
The linebackers are talented. They sure as hell haven't been playing like it. But you can't tell me they're not talented. Byron Jones, all pro last year. In, in my opinion, playing pretty well. He doesn't get picks, but we knew that about him. He's doing his job. He's played at an all-pro level before. Amari Cooper speaks for himself. Michael Gallup is one of the lone guys that did take the jump we thought he would. Ezekiel Elliott, not living up to his contract. Would you say he's a talented player? Oh, yeah. And yeah. That's, that's he's my, playing pretty well. That's my thing is... So it's more meeting that expectation. I just, they're, not, they're not good. That doesn't mean they're not talented. Am I, am I crazy for thinking no. that? That I I made this, you know, I, I'm not trying to take shots at Derek's team just because he's not here. You, the Texas Longhorns are talented. They recruit at the top of the sport year after year after year. That doesn't mean they're good. You got to play up to that level of expectation. You, I mean, coaching is part of it. Scheme is part of it. Personal accountability, players rising to the level of their own talent. I don't think not being good means you're not talented. I guess that's where I come down on and, it. And where I've always said is that, you know, you can't sit here all day long and talk about the entire team, but I just don't think that the team I, it, is talented all the way through. It, yes, they ha- they're top-heavy, and that's yeah. that's always been the case when you have Jerry Jones. He likes the big splash guys, and, and he'll go and, and get some of these guys and pay them at a high level, which ultimately we kind of view that as, you know, they're making a lot of money, then they're obviously worth it, but it's not always the case, but I think the big issue is just down in the in the backup area when you have to go next man up is mm-hmm. a huge drop off, and I, and I just don't. Which is unfortunate because even at back at the beginning of the season we were talking how much depth we there thought. was all around this whole we roster. So. We, we thought really. so for sure. Is that I I honestly I tend to place that on coaching. Like I don't believe. The way the NFL is structured, you know, yeah, I agree with that. If you're if, if you're the if you're the 2013 Seattle Seahawks and you've got a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback playing for six hundred thousand, and you've got four future Hall of Fame defenders playing on rookie contracts, then you you might be deeper than the average NFL team. But most teams are very similar in the sense that you got your big money guys, you got some solid to replacement level starters, and some decent depth. And if you lose that. You're probably screwed. Like, I don't think the San Francisco 49ers just lucked into having fantastic backup tackles. Like, they played without their starting offensive tackles for like six weeks. Am I to believe that those guys are just magically that much better, or are the 49ers really well coached and they schemed around it? Same with the Eagles in the Super Bowl run. I agree. It's a combination of both. This team is not as talented as we thought. It's actually three things. They're not as talented as we thought all the way across the board. Their depth really isn't that great, and it's noticeable. And the coaching staff has not been able to bring that out when they've really needed it. So it's yes. all it's all three. It's, think you're basically, are any of the big, big money guys on this team just really tr- and truly living up to their deal? Not one guy. I would argue Lyell. I, I, feel, yeah, I think Lyell's fine. And honestly... I know he disappears on the road. I know he put up a donut in New England. I, yeah, I'm Amari Cooper. Cooper's playing worth thirteen million dollars right now, in my opinion. Sure. Uh, and Dak is playing worth the two million he's making. <laughs> Dak is playing but, worth the salary he's on right now. Maybe not the salary that he's going to get. No, and and that one's tricky too with Dak because I, you know, everybody loves him and everyone loves how he, you know, he he plays and how him as a, as a leader. And I've had some people tell me that you know he doesn't doesn't really seem like he's a really good vocal leader. And I'm like, I don't think you're you're actually getting I've, to see. I've never heard what, that criticism, yeah, but I think yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy, but. The thing is, is that he can't have it both ways. For people that say, you know, Dak's having a good year, there's only one th- reason they would say that. 
stats, right? I mean, sure. he's putting up numbers and stats, leading the league, all that kind of stuff. But he has his team is six and seven, so that matters. And so if you're going to go off stats, we saw one example, not every game, but one example Thursday night that stats can lie. He didn't have a great game. They lied on Thanksgiving, they too. They lied on Thanksgiving. So I, I sit here and go, do I think he's the future quarterback of the team? Without a doubt. Do I think he's playing really well? No. There's a, there's a fun parallel there because, like, for hi, Derek. Th- hi, Derek. Hey. For three years, Dak's stats were like middle of the road, like 230 yeah. yards. His career high for touchdowns is 23. You're like, we're paying this guy yeah. 35 million, but he won. But he won, yeah. and he didn't just win. He like he's leads the league in comebacks and fourth quarter winning drives, all that stupid stuff. It's not stupid, you know what I mean? All those stats. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not doing that this year. Like he's got the stats that make him look like a forty million dollar quarterback. Has he had like a just a a moment in the fourth quarter of a game this season? They have not been. They have not won a game when they've trailed in the second half. Then that all. answers my question. He hasn't. He doesn't right. have a fourth for quarter the, comeback or second half. Comeback. For the sake of the argument, we I think we can all agree he has made a jump since John Kidna came in, and he has developed as a quarterback. Right? Yeah. All right. So, for the sake of the argument. Could you take into account the whole fact of coaching, you know, as a whole, not just the quarterback coach, but as a whole and what they're doing in offense and him maybe not getting the help that he needs in order to take it up a notch? You have to say that. That's the only answer because he's not going anywhere. So if you're Jerry Jones, you you, you have to say that. And I'm not saying it's right, it's wrong. And you're just I, that's that's the only recourse here because Dak's the quarterback. He's going to be the quarterback, and I think he should be. So you got to help him in a better way. Devil's advocate of all devil's advocate, which I agree with you, but we're 100 percent confident of that. Like, I mean, there's there's no there's nothing tangible tying them to him. Nothing is 100 percent. Yeah. I know. So the headline is going to be. Yes. So the headline I, I the show is going to be. I think it's very. No. I think it's very clear. Dak's going to be here for the foreseeable future. Dave's been driving the Dak bandwagon for years. I just am curious. I mean, you know, Jerry's going to sit down with the new. So what? Coach. You're going to start over? Like, what's the alternative? No, Tell me the alternative. The alternative would probably be to franchise Dak. Draft. Mm-hmm. In this scenario, there's a new coaching staff coming mm-hmm. in. They use. 2020 as an audition year and either draft a replacement in, in this upcoming draft or then you do it again the year okay, after but that let me give you, you have a year let to evaluate. Give me, let me break your scenario down. If you're going to go back to the well and try to draft a quarterback, how bad is this thing going to have to get for you to right. get up there to where you can actually or, draft a quarterback? Or how, well, no, you draft or, a third-round quarterback And hope he year, becomes Russell then, Wilson. Yeah, and say, well, great, no, that works. That's, John Kitten is doing such a great thing. That no, works. You're great. Not, you got you're, a plan. You're not hitting lightning. Tw- you're not having right. lightning strike That's twice. Which, but, and again, I'm just we're just arguing here because it's Monday and they haven't played a game since right. Thursday. But, uh, I mean, you could get up to the top of the draft. The Eagles got there from 16 my, my to get point, wins. But, but okay, let's take that that side and let's play that out. What we still know is, even if you get up to that part of the draft, the prospect on getting a quarterback that's going to be better, appreciably right. better than what you already have, is a 50-50 prospect. Yeah. So, if you've got a quarterback, and I, I, I believe this wholeheartedly about the NFL, if you have a quarterback that you think can be good enough, can be good enough, you have to pay him and keep him. Because the alternative is you go back to the well, and it is literally go fish. 
50 percent chance I'm going to pull out a guy that's better than what I got, and there's 50 percent chance I'm going to get somebody worse. And now I'm going to put my franchise even farther back until I could find that guy, and I may be chasing that guy as franchises but like the Cleveland Browns have fishing? done for 20, 30 years. Right? <laughs> how good are you at fishing? Well, how good is well, that? The, that's all nice. That's all nice to say. over here, they're, they're pretty good at, well, not, not this year. Okay, but let me, well, let me, let me tell you like five. this. Look at, look at the Philadelphia Eagles. Everybody thought they hit with Wentz. Now there are people that are questioning whether they hit with Wentz. They gave up a boatload to get up there to the second pick in the draft to be able to get him. Let's assume for a second it, it continues to go the way it's going, and he ends up being a guy that's just a guy. They gave up all that capital for a guy that's and, just a guy. That's all him. I'm saying. Yeah, You're, you are you are really playing. Look at the 50-50 propositions. Look when at you're the going top to five quarterbacks in the in the league uh, in the last three or four years. When you're talking about Goff, Wentz. Um, Trubisky, not Thursday night, but just normal Trubisky when normal he's not Trubisky. when he's not made out to be like a stud. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold. I'm missing a draft class in between, like the six, the seventeen draft class. Seventeen was well. You said Trubisky, but you left. That, that was seventeen. Yeah, although eighteen, seven. I mean Watson and and Mahomes. Yeah. They weren't top five. Okay. But they were hey, big picks. They, they were later in the first round, and that yeah. even tells you a little something about yeah. where you're picking and your level of your, your opportunity for success. Well, at right? some point, the NFL is going to figure out here. I don't know how many times they got to get hit in the face to figure out that you know what? Don't try to make these guys into wide receivers. They're freaking quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson's a quarterback. Deshaun Watson. So all this stereotypes about it's crap, and and that's why Mahomes probably fell. That's why Watson fell, and those teams are probably kicking themselves now because these guys that may not be the traditional quarterback, one of them won MVP last year. One of them is going to win MVP this year. Figure it out. I mean, like the athletic mobile quarterback, that's what the game is right now. And I think if the Cowboys, go back to coaching, if the Cowboys would just do their own analytics and go, wow, Dak gets 25 yards rushing or more, they're like 12-1. and one. And, and then when he doesn't, they don't win. I mean, to take run it, the ball. To take it back, I – like I'm firmly comfortable giving Dak a contract. <laughs> having said, we're that, all on the same page. Here. Having said that, uh, he hasn't. I mean, he hasn't been winning yeah. in the crunch the way yeah. that we've gotten used to seeing. And I and I know that scares fans because he's not lifting this roster when he's not accounting for that cap hit. Not right now. And so he will hurt the cap soon. And I know that freaks people out. I think what I'm finding out this year is that Dak has gotten better. Dak is is becoming a really good quarterback. Dak is not ready yet for the team to put everything on his shoulders and say, go win ball games for us. Um, and Didn't I, we think that that was the case like a month ago, though? No. With the performances that Honestly, he put together I don't against? Know if I, I don't know if I'd say that because I don't know that we'd, we'd seen him. Like we said, we hadn't seen him make those game-winning drives when game is on the line, you have the ball, You've got two minutes. What are you going to do with it? He hadn't been doing that this season. And so I don't think that they're ready yet to say, hey, put everything on our quarterback like the Seattle Seahawks do with Russell Wilson. I don't think he's there yet. What I think is he still is on that trajectory. Let's see if he continues to grow. But like I said before, if you have a guy that you think's on that trajectory, you got to pay him you know, like he's that guy because you don't want to go back to the well. You know who's who's helped um, Mahomes a lot, who's helped uh, Lamar Jackson. I know Jimmy Ouch. Jimmy G. Yeah, okay, you can say that. But I'm talking about on the offense guys that they rely on. Look at those three guys and now tell me who the three best tight ends in the league are. Mm. I bet you they're, it's Kelsey, Kittle, 
Maybe Mark Andrews. I mean, I don't know if he's that good. I think Mark Andrews is really good. I do too. Yeah, I liked him like uh, him in college. Hayden Hurst. He beat too. up uh, beat up on us a lot in college. Does, does yeah. Deshaun have a? He doesn't have a tight well, end. No, but but Seattle and Houston don't have like amazing but he's tight end. Probably play. got the best receiver in the game. I think that guy's amazing. Oh, hell yeah, love, Hopkins. Yeah, I love Hopkins. I love the way he plays. He he does it with whoever the backup is. He's he's Which, in. the the question. He's a tight end. The quite facts. Big facts. But I think you also need a guy that knows how to call the plays the right way. It was it became apparent to me as I was watching the San Francisco 49ers and looking at the Atlanta Falcons, how much the coach matters. Because if you think about it, the last time we saw that Atlanta offense clicking, it was when the coach that's now the head coach in San Francisco was calling their plays. Everything fell apart after that. Like Their offense has not been the same since he left. And by the way, San Francisco's offense now is clicking. I think the the person that calls the plays, the person that organizes the offense really dictates how good that offense is going to be. And I, I personally believe the Cowboys just may not have enough experience at that position to be able to be as good as some of those A guys. lot of positions. If you think about their coaching staff, yep. you can say, is this guy maybe inexperienced or in over his head? I mean, think about it from play caller. Yeah, he's had his moments, but he is still young, he's and he's doing young. all that. Um, I know Chris Richard's been the defensive coordinator before. That's a weird dynamic there. It's not He's not in over his head. He's just It hasn't clicked well. Offensive line coach? I mean, Colombo's still relatively— They gave yeah. him that chance. Keith O'Quinn, they kind of gave him that chance. Mm-hmm. I mean— I think you can you can say that about some of these positions and think, well, you know, maybe maybe they do need to get a little bit more. How many experience. of these guys? This is their first. Even if they've been doing it for a few years, this is their first opportunity as a position coach coaching that position. I don't know. Colombo, Kellen, Kit, no, Nussmeyer, no. Well, Nussmeyer's Nussmeyer's resume is been around. Is this, but I mean, is, this Bloom's, is this Bloom's first opportunity with linebackers? Yes. yes. Yep. Yeah. Is this Gerard's first opportunity with defensive line? Well, he, Gerard is not an assistant coach, but yeah, yeah. But I, let's don't throw You're, him in okay. the mix there. Your point is well made. Yeah. The, the yeah. question you, you I'm asking is point. just: Do you have enough? Do you have enough and experience? San, and Sanjay Law, yeah. he's been around. He's been but, a receivers coach before, though. Okay, but look at his resume. One year here, one year here, yeah. two years here, two years here, one year here. I mean, why aren't mm. they loving him? Yeah, that's sounds that's like kinda... that's gonna be the same track for <laughs> that, that pattern's gonna yeah. keep going. Oh yeah, keep, but the, keep the boxes. Is that what we're doing today, AG? I, I think that's we that's what it's headed. Always. We make changes. Let's go ahead and, and take a quick break. <laughs> when we come back, we still need to hit on some of these injuries that happened uh, from last game. You know, Dak hurt his hand, and we still have a question mark on what's going on with Leighton Vanderish. So let's figure out what we found out so far when we come back. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. OtterBox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases? The one and only. But cases are just the start. OtterBox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their elevation tumblers? And OtterBox elevation tumblers come in three sizes. A 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64-ounce Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. Whether you're into being a part of this or more into something like this. 
SeatGeek has the tickets to the events you love. It's the easiest way to find, buy, and sell tickets. Plus, with their deal score technology, they'll recommend the best seats in the house at the best value. So the next time you're craving this, download the SeatGeek app and let's go. SeatGeek. Hey, Cowboys Nation, this season when the Cowboys win, you get to experience the sweet taste of victory because if the Cowboys win, the next day, Dunkin' is offering a free medium hot or iced coffee. So don't just celebrate the Cowboys' success from the sidelines. Head to Dunkin' and treat yourself to real victory because this season, Cowboys fans aren't only winning on game day, they're winning the next day, too, with a free medium coffee. Cowboys Nation runs on Dunkin'. Excludes cold brew. Limit one per guest. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. to the break all right welcome back now we're running out of time but we still have some things to talk about we got time uh, it flies by talking went like five minutes over we can do what we want yeah we got what Derek are they gonna here. do to us he yeah. makes the call just saying what are they gonna do to us <laughs> we got boss man we do whatever here. we want to do damn all right. right well let's get over these injuries <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What? time out uh-oh. They've cut Brett Maher and they have signed Kai Forbath. There you Sorry. go. Is that so it's official. It's Breaking news. One of the guys they didn't. Was he, was he on the I mean, the, the Patriots uh, roster at the time they had the tryouts? I believe so. So that's why yeah. they did, wouldn't have brought him in right. with those trials. Okay, got it. Okay, so scratch what we said on the first segment. What do we feel I, that about was such this? A, that was such a good analogy on my part. That was like one of my finer moments, and it had an 18-minute <laughs> shelf life. Yeah. Now, moving on, how do we feel about this decision that the Cowboys just you made? You know, I, I, I said this earlier, and you weren't here. I talked about the Nick Folk thing 10 years ago. When he was a good kicker, but just went into a rut, and they had to make a change. He's still kicking now. He's 10 years later. Like, it happens. Maher will still be in the mix. He'll have two or three tryouts probably in the next few weeks. Uh, but I just think for the, what this team, they just needed a different the, different guy. Um, get your two-point plays ready, though. I don't know. He can't make extra points. Maybe that's the issue. But it's just going to have a different set of problems. He has struggled as extra points for Bath. He's a better kicker in the 30-40 range. I don't know why. It's just almost the same kick. At, point, at this point, it's just one of those things of don't keep doing the same thing, expecting different results, right? right? So you got to change it up. And if this next guy does the exact same thing, then you'll have to change up again. Right now, you're chasing a kicker because it's yeah. holding you hostage, as Bill Parcells mm-hmm. used to say. And they, there's no way to get out of that in the middle of a season other than just changing the face yeah. and hoping that the guy gets on a string of made kicks. I think right. yeah. kicker's just weird. I, I got into that argument um, when Bailey... Bailey was kicking in a game like right after Maher had struggled and everybody was like, oh, they they made a mistake, they're dumb, they let Bailey go. And I don't even believe that to this day. Like, it's it's such a mental thing, and it affects you in a way that has nothing to do with what's actually happening on the field. Maybe he would never admit this, but I'm sure it's probably <laughs> terrible for Brett Maher, like, just wandering around the facility and people are kind of looking at you out of the side, of, out of, you know, giving you the side eye. Oh, I was. It's in your head. Of course. Yeah. Everybody is. Yeah. Uh, and I just think a change of scenery is um, is necessary in those situations. And and maybe Brett Maher will go kick ass for somebody else, but the in, the environment here was hindering him. I'm just laughing because I'm you know people don't even think I just tweeted it out and they're like, is this real? And that someone just tweeted out like a animated GIF of something and just said sleep 
sleep well, Maher, like his head hitting a pillow, which is what he said the other night. And you know what? That really pissed me off. I thought that me was too. cuttable right there. Yeah. Because think of I, it like this. I think I would have left him in Chicago. What if you made? What if he would have made <laughs> four field goals? Don't even get on goals? the plane. <laughs> no, you don't even get on the plane. What if he makes four field goals and two extra points in that game and then says, you know, I, I'm going to sleep well. I hit the ball well and, you know. We lost or whatever. I mean, if anyone would have said, I, I'm going to sleep well after a loss, doesn't matter how you performed. Like, As an individual. Isn't that, that's not what you say. Isn't that the comment that turned like half of the Cowboys fan base against Tony Romo? Yeah. Like, yeah. If that's and, the and worst his, thing And that by the way, to what me, he said was totally accurate and totally still can't the right thing to say, but not the right thing to say in that moment. And, right. It's the right thing to say when you're done with your career and you're yeah. sitting back with your kids and you're like, you know, I have a great life. Like, that's the right thing but to say then. But I, not yeah, after a and game I never had a lost. huge problem with what Romo said on that part, but whatever. I'm but, not but, trying to yeah, judge it what Romo said, but it, it pissed moment. a lot of people it off. Yeah, it people did. off. Yeah, but the thing did. about it is, is that as a kicker, like, I've seen the knuckleball kick that just sneaks in and, and wins the game. It, Kicking, hitting the ball well is not the prerequisite of what you're trying to do. I know I said the the golf analogy last week, but I'm just saying. Great analogy. Well, and I've had a lot of people that talk about that because because it, it happens to them. I mean, yeah, yeah. I hit the ball great. It went way over here. Right. You know how many 475 foot foul home runs there are? I mean, <laughs> congratulations, yeah. you just struck out. Hit it straight and good. That's what an NFL kicker does. I need you to kick it well and straight. Those two things, please. Yeah. But that's the fun nature of the kicker position is like. Kai Forbath got cut by the Pats because he couldn't hit an extra point. Like, literally, Pats fans are like, oh, yeah. bring back Gaskowski. This guy's terrible. Me, but he wasn't here. So now Cowboy fans are like, well, extra points are a problem, but this guy's nails from 40 to 49, which is what we need. This is our guy. <laughs> Just like if somebody signs Brett Maher in a week and a half, they're going to be like, this dude's got a cannon. Like, okay, like we'll deal with all that stuff when we get him. Like, this guy can hit from anywhere. And it's it's such a mental thing. Like, yeah. it's a clean slate. So, Forbath isn't the guy that's cost you a couple games. So, he's great. Maher is. And so, he's got to go. And it's it's not fair. But it like it's a unique position in the sport where like the mentality of it is almost everything because every but every kicker in the league can hit from fifty. They can. Mm -hmm. It all comes down to mental. Yeah, but the the thing that bothers me is that I've heard a lot of kickers say or people that talk about kickers just from about thirty five in, just put the ball down. Laces, I don't care, just kick it. But you you don't need to be on a certain hash. Like the, the the play caller shouldn't have to, and you know he should have been the game the other day against the Bills. But ultimately, that's not a good thing. Like, yeah, right now, put put this pass well, on the left side so he can kick it the way he wants it. But moving forward, that's not what we need. We and need isn't that that's if to take it all the way back? That's what we heard about Bailey too. Is like by the end of his tenure, he was like so concerned about the operation right. and like I needed this range. Need the laces here. I need it on this hash mark. Like, and it's like, well, if you're that worried well, about all of this, go, then how much do we really trust? Let's go you? back to golf. Go back to golf. You you have a terrible slice. Okay, everything goes left. You get to the point where you're on the tee box and you're like, everyone's watching. You just have to turn your whole body to the right, <laughs> and they're like, you know, that's a house right there. I'm like, I know, but I'm gonna trust me on this. It, trust me. Yeah. This is to, to get through the 14th hole, and everyone's watching. And let's get let's get on the cart and go. But that's not like a great way to to do to play golf. You know right. what I mean? You got to get through it, but you got you typically want to hit straight. So if we're thinking, I mean, I'm skipping the last three or four weeks of the season for right now, but like okay. off season, <laughs> off season priorities. Oh yeah, I was just thinking about that. Cornerback, safety, D tackle. Can I be the fan listening right now? Tight end, coach. 
Well, I mean, yeah, that's Priority. honestly you, you don't at, you don't draft and acquire coaches in free agency. Though. You that's, might. Well, <laughs> God, yeah, you're right. You might. You, you might. Can all you the... just let me make the, the point? Is <laughs> yes, kicker is on a long list of things that this team is going to need to look at in the offseason. And in my opinion, maybe near the top. Maybe not the top, but near the top because you think about how many positions can affect the outcome of games like kicker can. I don't know that there are a lot right now where the Cowboys need you, a player. you can't do anything about it other than draft the Lou Groza Award winner in the third round, which would be crazy. And he still might suck. And he still might suck. <laughs> That's true. You know how many That's Lou Groza point. Awards? It is hard. It is hard to find Dan that Bailey guy. Dan Bailey won it. It's very hard to find that guy. Improve in getting the end zone and getting six points at there least. There we go. Okay, there that's where go. you start. There that's where you start. But Quit you're worrying about these But you're still going to get it. But you're right. You're right. You do limit your liability if you can figure out how to actually turn these red zone trips into actual touchdowns. God. Well, <laughs> they'll figure it out at one point. Let's go over these injuries. Yeah, that's it. Let, they'll figure it out. Like, <laughs> run the touchdown play, damn it. Why can't you just run, the touchdown, they run the touchdown play? They got it written right down. It's, it says touchdown play. Why uh, are you not running that Exactly. <laughs> then they got to kick an extra point, and four bath will miss it. Yeah. Two point. Run your two point, two point play. play. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Dagger his index finger on his right throwing hand and sprained his left hand after yeah. the mm. Bears game. How is that going now? How is Ten days. Hand? You're good. I think he's he'll be fine. Put some tape on it. He oh, did man. have some tape on his little finger. It'd be good. Like uh, during the press or during the press conference, he had like his, a tape on his finger. Oh. And I don't know what's up with the left hand, but he'll, he'll be matter. fine. He'll he'll be stiff arm hand. Yeah, he doesn't throw the it. Ball. Who cares? Tape it up. All right, Cedric Wilson, he'll be out for, from. I guess the timetable is four to six weeks Which with they, a knee injury. They said it was a better prognosis than they hoped for, but, I mean, four to six weeks. Super Bowl. Oh, wow, okay. I was going to say that's probably a season ender. But IR out. You think so? No. Is that a done deal? Um, no, it's not a done deal, okay. but it's got to be. I mean, I mean you're, you're barely playing anyways. You only yeah. played because Tony Pollard was hurt. Yeah. 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 Which thanks, Tony. Yeah. That's your next guy. Next guy, Tony Paul. He didn't play. We thought he might play, but he didn't. I'd like to think they if were you're that close. They 10 were days later. Optimistic he could get up for the game, and he'll have ten days. I would assume ten yeah. days off, and then another week of. Oh wait, no, no. You're sorry. I'm an days. idiot. Ten days between games. Yeah. Don't listen to me. No, but the, I think he'll be okay. Layton. The next guy, yeah, Layton. The first time we heard about this injury, Gary came out saying, "Oh, this is not going to end his career. This is, you know, this injury won't end his and career." And the fact but that we they had not... to say that was the part that really got my eyebrows yeah. up. Like, and we what? have yet to see him doing anything, so yeah. he's still out. And any updates on this? I don't think we would see him in, unless it was a potential playoff game. I mean, there's three games left, and he's. Like typically, you know, you see guys working on the on the band on the conditioning bands with Britt Brown, and you kind of see signs that they're getting ready. We haven't seen any of that from Layton, and I think that's fine. And the injury is neck injury. Yes, neck. With it, yeah, you're talking about like your nervous system, and your I mean, your neck is like pretty crucial to your ability to like walk and stuff like that. Be as cautious as you want to, um, but yeah, I just sort of think. I'd be surprised if we see him in the regular season. Next, so nothing to joke with. <laughs> is there? Is that it? Well, and then we'll we'll have to find out with Jeff Heath and any updates on him and yeah. his shoulder deal because yeah, um, he's the backup kicker and he, <laughs> he needs you to get, get Jeff Heath to kick extra points if you're worried about Forbath. 
I'm down. I'm I'll, down for it. It's so funny about when he he made one like off the crossbar and in, and yeah. it was just like, wow, this is like <laughs> the goat. I just want to see some wacky stuff these final three weeks. Like just oh, like like we haven't though. I mean, we <laughs> this haven't. This has seen, been a season of I mean, wacky think stuff. Think about it. I mean, look <laughs> at what we? we yeah we we have we've seen different stuff. It's like oh okay, what's a fourth timeout? What's I like, knew oh, you were well, going to mention What happened that. twice in the game? What is um? <laughs> That's not. Do they ever call tripping? Yeah, they call it twice, twice on the yeah. Cowboys like that. There was another call in the okay game. i don't uh, that's all wacky stuff that happened to the cowboys Index card for first down i would like to see the cowboys elect <laughs> two years ago. i was gonna say that's two years ago i would like to see the cowboys seen it since? have not seen elect it. Seen it to do some wacky stuff anymore. oh yeah elect to do it like well our kicker's not very good at extra points maybe we should run some more two-point plays or let's let our safety kick extra like points like just do something yesterday fun. the patriots couldn't move the ball at all fourth quarter and then all of a sudden Dion or not Dion white uh james white throws a Throws a pass. To Try the whole Saints 49ers game. Like, yeah. That was tons of wacky stuff that they all get, pulled out. What of if the, Cooper yeah. Rush threw a fake punt like Taysom Hill did in that game? Yet? Yeah, I just want to – let's get weird. Do you really <laughs> think? Let's – I know, we won't. But, like, let's get – this season <laughs> – really? This season – like, w- would we all agree, like, even if they make the playoffs, this is a disappointing season? Yeah. Unless absolutely. they go – so let's just get weird We're going to get it. to Philly, and we're going to have these little cards, and it's going to just say, trick it up. <laughs> No. Is that what's going to be on the no. room key card? No, no it's going to say like, "Do what we do." Yeah, <laughs> trick it up. That would that would be interesting. If the yeah. card, if the room key said, "Let's Especially get on weird," your room key. I would. It would. I would be so happy. Really weird on room key. Yeah, that doesn't read well on a hotel key. <laughs> yeah, Never <laughs> mind. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Well, the Eagles <laughs> play. <laughs> this right, is off the rails. Down, Trick it up. Trick it up is not much better. <laughs> this right? is off the rails. The Eagles play tonight <laughs> against the Giants. Anything okay. can happen. Let me. Eli. Eli's back. Eli. All right. Actually, I thought about this this morning. You think you want the Giants? Wait. Actually, never mind. You want the Giants? Actually, you. You're. My point is, you're worried about the Eagles because of playoff seating. You want the Giants to win so they can't draft Chase Young. That's my new thing. Yeah. Don't let them draft the Ohio State pass rusher. I agree. With they you need to that. win games and get out of that range. Yeah. So go you think Giants. Chase going to be number one overall? No, Joe Burrow will be number one overall. But is this our LSU glasses kind no, of? No, it's the, what quarterbacks do. I mean, is he, but is he good enough to be he's the an number Ohio one kid? Probably. If Baker Mayfield can go one overall, then Joe can okay. for sure. I would. I'm Especially Cincinnati's number one right now, and they yes. they they're probably they need a quarterback. Yeah. He lives an I hour get away Chase Young too. Like, there's no doubt I, Chase, Chase Young, Young is the best. Keep player Chase in this Young out of the NFC East. No doubt about it. All right, put it on a T-shirt. Little <laughs> mini draft show going yeah, on here. Go. All right, hey, guys. That's what we do this time of year. <laughs> this is all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for joining us for Derek Eagleton, Nick Eatman, David Hellman, and Member Garcia. This has been. The break. Cowboys break. Yeah. I guess so. The yeah. Cowboys break <laughs> on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. <laughs> Dale. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?